Hi, and welcome back to Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, Editor-in-Chief at Computer World. I'm here with Network World's Brandon Butler. We're going to talk about networking in 2018 and what networking admins need to know. Stick around. Okay. Thanks, Brandon, for sticking around for a few yeah. minutes to talk to me about this. Sure. You know, Happy New Year. I, thank you. Happy <laughs> New Year. Yeah, New Year and, and lots going on around networking. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching some of the stories you've been writing, and there's a lot going on around SE-WAN. Um, Cisco's got, uh, seems to be morphing into a different kind of company. Yep. There's a lot of buzz around 5G, um, yep. if you want to talk about cellular stuff. And uh, so anyway, there's a lot going on, and I thought it would be good to just get an idea for, as we look ahead to 2018, and if I'm a networking admin somewhere, and I need to be thinking about uh, what's on the horizon, uh, you'd be the perfect person to tell me. Well, thanks. So, yeah. uh, no, so what's going to. on in well, networking? You know, I think it's it's it would be good to think about what's happening in the networking industry from a broader perspective okay. a little bit. And networking is such an important part of how businesses run and how they operate. And there's huge pressure on businesses to move faster, to allow their application developers to develop new applications and to make sure that their network is always connected and that folks can can get to the cloud whenever they need to right. and that sensitive data does not get out of the network. So that's those things are what's driving a lot of the change that's happening in the networking industry right now. And so that's that's a good sort of preface for for what we can talk about. Yeah. And I think about the networking industry in a couple different segments. And so like the first segment to think about is is within the data center. Big companies own their own data centers and there's a lot of networking that goes on in that data center. Right. And so some of the trends that are happening in the in the data center space, the the big overarching one is that software is just taking over the network and there are new software management tools for for managing the network and orchestrating the network and making that whole process easier. And this gets into things like SDN and virtual networking. And that's been a trend that we've seen over the last couple of years, but it's really starting to pick up now and we're seeing it more and more. Is this is this where intent-based networking comes in? So intent-based networking, that's that is you see that a little bit in the data center, but like Cisco made a really big deal out of intent-based right. networking in, in mid-2017, and they really focused that on the campus area of the networking. Okay. And when we talk about campus networking, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. you think about business that have a lot of branch offices. So mm -hmm. like, for example, think of a like bank. A bank. Yeah. a bank, right. So a bank has a central office and then they have all these branches out and so how do you connect these, these branch offices back to the headquarters? Mm -hmm. And Cisco had this big push called intent-based networking, which is basically bringing a smarter automation technology to connecting these branch offices back to the headquarters. And in doing that, you can have better security. You can, um, you can, they, they say that you can tell the network what you want it to do and it will automatically you sort of do set that parameters for, for how things should work. Yeah, exactly. And then the network will, will yep. know yeah, yeah. what, you know, depending on what the needs are for the right. offices or the main office or whatever, it sort of adjusts on the fly. Yeah, exactly. What the network should be doing. Yep. Um, so, but that's that, as you say, that's more broadly the campus. I didn't mean yep. to interrupt the, oh, no, the no, part no, where you're fine. talking about the data center itself. Yeah, but. and in the data center, so the other big thing that's happening in the data center is that you sort of have these two segments of the market in the data center. There's one that are these cloud scale 
folks, mm-hmm. the service providers who are building these massive data centers, I'm talking the Amazons and the Googles right. and the Microsofts of the world, their data centers have huge capacity needs. They are pushing the latest and greatest in networking hardware. Well, they have to. They have right. to. They yeah. literally have to. They, they have to to support the, the growth of the cloud. And they're, the the amount of networking hardware and the, the, the chips they need, the Ethernet port speeds that they need are just pushing the limit for what what they're requiring and then you have the enterprise market which is is still has some of those needs but it's not as sort of like the next tier down yeah the next tier down and so it's interesting to see these service providers are sort of setting the stage for what's going to come in the enterprise market later because these service providers are uh they're they're on the cutting edge of virtual networking they're on the cutting edge of the uh faster port speeds and that's eventually going to make its way down into the enterprise market. So if I'm a network admin at an enterprise, I want to be looking at what the service providers are doing in their networks because that's a preview of what's going to be coming in my network down the line. Does that mean that like, all right, so do enterprises need to be doing anything in terms of like looking at new hardware um, this year or just be aware of what's going on above them and start planning maybe two or three years down the road? I think hardware refreshes are typically in the networking industry a longer cycle okay. than maybe what you would see in the computer storage market. Mm-hmm. I think really the bigger changes are going to be happening in the software. And so instead of buying a new router or switch, it's it's instead going to be looking at new automation software that you're going to be running a lot of times on your existing hardware, and that's going to take a lot of training to get up to speed mm-hmm. on the latest uh, software that that Cisco and other companies put out there. And that's even like in the intent-based networking space that you mentioned in the campus area. That's such a new thing for the networking industry that there's going to be a lot of training that's going to have to happen to get people up to speed with what all this means, how it works, what it actually means for them. So I think next year, I mean, there's always a need to to do training and, and certifications, right. but that's going to be that's going to be really big in, into 2018. In terms so. of, the, uh, of the software that, you know, will be used to sort of manage these these advanced networks, is that something that, are there third parties that provide the software separate from the vendors who are the networking vendors or are the networking vendors sort of rolling that into their products? So I'm thinking maybe like Cisco is moving, yeah, you know, so is really moving into software. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big thing that Cisco's been doing. I mean, Cisco's been known for being a, a hardware networking company selling routers and switches, but over the last couple of years, they've been moving to selling more software and really advancing the software that runs on this networking hardware. And so they're trying to put out their own uh, software orchestration and automation systems that run on this networking hardware. But there's a whole bunch of other companies that are doing that as well. And so Cisco makes the argument that if you buy our routers and switches and hardware, it's best to buy the software that runs on them from us as well. But there's other companies out there that say that hey, we make software that's better than Cisco. So you see companies like Juniper, and then there's a whole uh, whole world of startups that are that are giving Cisco pressure as well, especially in the intent-based networking market in that campus network, because there's a whole bunch of this. The, the, the whole idea of intent-based networking is basically bringing machine learning into the networking space. Right. And and so there are startups that are have a lot of machine learning chops who are who are trying to get into that market and and say, hey, we we have folks who are experts in machine learning who can bring this technology into the networking space. So like Appster is an example of a startup that is really competing with Cisco on this on this brand new market in the 
Can they do? I mean, can a, can a startup really compete with some? I mean, I would think that Cisco would have a pretty big argument if you've already got Cisco hardware, you know, that you've bought and, and invested in, and you know, and Cisco saying we've got the software now that's going to take this to the next level. Um, how is a startup that you know you may not have heard of before, maybe hasn't been around for more than a few years? How do they how do they make a play for you know? It's a tough business? road to climb. <laughs> it <laughs> is, but it comes thing. down to it comes down to the the product that they have and how well it works. And it gets they need to do what any startup does and get their product in the hands of folks who are going to use it and do the trials and hopefully it works and people <laughs> you know people enjoy using it. But yeah, Cisco has a huge advantage here. Um, because they are the big networking company. Do they have any any competitors at their level, or are they pretty much? Far they're away? the big That's, networking. They're the big gorilla. Company. The hundred yeah. pound gorilla. Yes, but they people are not buying the networking hardware as 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 much as they used to because more workloads are moving to the cloud, mm-hmm. and and a whole bunch of other reasons. The the equipment lasts longer, so you don't need to refresh it as much, and so that's putting pressure on Cisco's revenue streams, and okay. so that's why they're moving into this software model where instead of you buy one router that sits in your in your you know data center for five to seven years they want to not only sell you that but they want to sell you a recurring software they got to get revenue. those upgrades that software yeah, you want that exactly. faster networking you got to exactly. get it every year so instead yeah. of instead mm-hmm. of a one-time hardware purchase they're now selling you not only the hardware but the software that runs on top of it and you pay a subscription to it and so that can be good or bad for customers. There's, you know, some good parts about that. You're always getting the latest and greatest software yeah. that that Cisco is offering to you. But now it's not just a one-time capital expense that you're paying for. It's a it's an ongoing it's a operating expense. expense. So again, it's not always a bad thing. I right. mean, there are a lot of advantages that come with getting the latest and greatest software that 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 runs on on this hardware. But it's a different way of 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 operating it. So. Yeah, that's- Spot on their part. You mentioned you mentioned five G and yeah. and there's there's a whole other market in in networking that relates to uh, the Internet of Things and uh, edge computing and mobile computing and there are a lot of interesting things happening there too. Five G is one of them yeah. and we're going to start in 2018 to see some initial five G rollouts. Yeah, I've seen a, just be, a lot of, of of buzz that that indicates that five G may fi- this may be the year that five G finally kind of arrives. Not that yeah, it's going to be ubiquitous, I, right? But that it's really here and come Company's going to have to be thinking about how that's going to change what they We're do. We're going to see early field trials of 5G being implemented in these controlled environments. The big uh, telco service providers, the Verizons and mm-hmm. CenturyLinks of the world, are going to be putting this stuff out there in these controlled environments, working with some uh, very forward-leaning customers on some specific use cases around that. And it's it's really a whole new way of of doing mobile connectivity, and and it's going to create it's going to require a much denser um, antenna network for mm-hmm. for five G, and it's going to create a whole new level of management software that's going to be needed to to run this. So, so yeah. that'll be really interesting. In terms see. of you know, because I my my knowledge of five G is is rather limited, but first of all, five G is faster right yes. basically yep. that's that's the big thing is more bandwidth right yep yep and it and it's it's more about direct connections from one point to another instead of a 4G network that spreads Just the everywhere. connection out everywhere it's about having these dedicated network connections between devices 
So that that takes a lot of uh, not only uh, uh, infrastructure to set that up, but also, like I said, software automation to manage all those connections. And but but there, I mean, this is a huge thing in the, in the whole world of the Internet of Things. I was just going to say, IoT has got to be putting an, in, an incredible amount of strain on networks, or is going to. It will. As each yeah. one of these little devices gets gets connected to the network, right? That's and each more data. and each one of them is creating data and talking to each other. Yep. And, and so, what happens with that data? Does that data stay? where that IoT device created that data, or does it have to be sent back to the cloud, or is it going to some middle space? And so there's there's a term for this, this network that spans between the Internet of Things and the cloud. It's called fog computing. Fog computing. Yeah. So All right, now cloud. wait a minute. This I got to hear more about. So fog computing. Fog com- so think about the cloud. You know you know the cloud, yep, Amazon, yep, and, yep. and Salesforce, and all that. <laughs> and now we're moving into the fog. And now and then you have the Internet of Things devices that are creating right. all this data. That are on so out. In the very edges yep. of everything, and so the fog is, and so okay, so it's a marketing term, of but course. it's it's the network that spans those two things. So how do you get data that's created on these Internet of Things devices to where it needs to go? Does it need to go to the cloud? Does it need to go back to a central office data center? And the fog computing, the fog network, is that that mesh network that's between those two. Does fog stand for? Is it an acronym? No, it's, it's just, just fog. It's just fog. And Cisco was the big company that that came out with fog, but yeah. uh, now there's an open fog consortium okay. that includes uh, Cisco and Dell and Microsoft and and some academic universities as well. Princeton is actually some some leading researchers at Princeton. So it's basically the idea of the the whole world of Internet of Things is going to create a lot more data. Like you said, it's yeah. going to put a tremendous amount of strain on the network. That data needs to go somewhere to actually make it usable yeah. Yeah. for companies. And so how do you manage that data? Is it, like I said, is it going to stay with the Internet of Things devices? Does it go to the cloud? Does it go back to a back office data center? And how do you make those network connections? Does all the data need to go to the cloud or is it just an aggregate log of what happened that day? Mm-hmm. You know, And so there's, there's a whole bunch of of software that's going to be developed to uh, manage these IoT devices and those network connections. And we're going to start to see that happen in 2018. So Wow. Okay. So be exciting. Uh, all right. Well, we started off talking about the data center. Yep. We talked about campus, you yep. know, sort of broader. And now, I mean, did we cover the parts, you know, everything yep. else on the outside? <coughs> yeah. You know, between yeah, I mean, fog and IoT fog and, and 5G and, and connecting whatever. to the cloud. I mean, it's the cloud is a, a big trend that's not slowing down. I mean, Amazon and Microsoft and Google and Salesforce, all these companies are continuing to grow like gangbusters and companies want to use them and their employees want to use them. But making those connections to the cloud is something that organizations are going to have to manage. And so the network is a very important part of making those connections to the cloud. So we'll... I was just going to say I was going to tell you to uh, you know explain something to me that I didn't know, but you already did. Fog, okay. the fog. <laughs> the Look fog. out for the fog. Fog computing. That's great. Okay. Any other? Any last thoughts on 2018? I mean, it's it's just going to be really interesting to see how Cisco manages this. They are the behemoth of the networking yeah. market, but they have these pressures. You and know, they've got these startups that are coming up these from startups below. That are coming. So it's Cisco is one of my favorite companies to watch and to monitor, and it'll be interesting to see how they sort of roll with the punches of these startups come in and the new connections that are needed in the cloud and 
whether this intent-based networking stuff actually is becomes real. a reality, yeah. right? So it, it'll be fun to watch that. Okay. Well, I should make a point that uh, Brandon is going to be moving on from Network World over to IDC. I will. Where you're going to be doing analysis. All this stuff. The same sort of thing, yep. but focusing on the analysis side of it. Right? Yes, yes. So I'm going to be a, a research analyst covering the, uh, the campus and branch office networks. So the whole trends of intent-based networking and software permeating the network and SD-WAN and connecting branch offices. I'm going to be looking at all that stuff. All so. right, good. Well, I can assure you we're going to have Brandon back because I want to know how fog is turning out later this year. So, <laughs> Sounds good. So Happy you'll to. be back. So uh, thanks for stopping by today. You're welcome. For now in the fog network, that's a wrap. <laughs>